everybody. Welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio, Season 4, Episode 37. Uh, it is your guy, Chuck Olson, down here in Champ Town. I had to change that one, <laughs> as usual, down here in Champ Town. There you go. Uh, and I'm right around the corner uh, from your best friend and one of my favorite people on the planet, Big Danny Licky. Danny, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. Awesome. Looking good. Feeling good, looking young, Got no uh, looking here. like a famous famous actor. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, somebody asked me what I miss most, my friends or my hair, and I'm like, it's really a close one. <laughs> <laughs> I really like my full head of hair about from about five years and, well, maybe ten years and before. But anyway, thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio. Danny, what's the only couple of rules of Old Guys Real Radio? Like you, share us. Tell your friends about us, and by God, do something nice for somebody. Do something nice for somebody. And on top of that, go down to see your friends, our friends, not partners, our friends at <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings and try a, bar, a, a wing top pizza. We just had some the la- before the la- during the last episode. And are those things good or what, bro? Oh, man. I, I, it's, been, it's been a while since I've been into one, into a Wild Wings. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Had, had great food, great yeah. atmosphere, and, you know, great beer. It That's was, a it, I location. enjoyed that. Our, that was our awesome. friend, our friend. Our friend Bart runs the place over there, and Sarah, and they're they're friends of the show and friends of ours, and they they have a good location. You can tell that yeah. it's run by people who aren't afraid to work. It's clean. It's got a good atmosphere. It's a it's a nice place to go. It, whatever food, that place though. would be yeah. called, it just so happens that that happens to be a Buffalo Wild Wings. So, welcome to the show. Um, great, great, uh, great, great show. Now, I have to apologize. Business scheduled had us skip a week, and it was after our biggest show of the year, so it's kind of like a wah, wah, but we have so much <laughs> going on that this is good, just a great show on your way to work, whatever you're doing, just kind of take a minute, listen in, uh, pick up on a couple of jokes to pick on your friends about, have a good time, and uh, and we'll tell you about a couple beers. I found a, I found a new one that's from a company we like. That'll be about halfway through the show, but we're going to talk NFL. We've got to talk Houston. We've got to talk World Series. What a series! What an exciting time down here in in, in Champ Town, not 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 H Town anymore. It's Champ Town now, or Mattress Mac Town for God's sake. Holy he mackerel! Could buy some of it. He really did it. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. I gotta tell you what my pet peeve of the week is. So, um, about four and a half or five years ago or something. About it's been a while. I'm telling you, a while back. When I was transitioning jobs, um, I had put out, you know, like everybody does, like LinkedIn and yeah. uh, Monster. And back then, LinkedIn was really a hot one. But I haven't really ever got off of there. And so I, I still kind of, some of the people from old Best Buy and some of the old worlds I was in, I still keep that connection just for fun. But I found out something that's going on out there. And I, I'm, I want to warn everybody, this is one of those, Consumer bewares, and would you believe, do you know right now one of the biggest information scams is fake job sites? I did not know that. No. So um, I get about from the old LinkedIn from years ago, I refreshed it and put the app back on my phone because um, my fine company, um, I won't bring not directly up, but the fine company I work for, uh, they do a lot of posting on there. So I, I, I refreshed it. Well, I'm getting... Oh, so I, 
you know, quite bluntly, a $250,000 a year job offer. And I'm like, what? I love my job. I'm not going anywhere. But you want to give me 250 to go do something comparable to what I'm doing? I'm sorry. I, I love this company. It's one of the top companies to work for in my life. And Danny knows that. Everybody yeah, that works with me knows that. I feel that way. And it is truly a good company. But you're going to hit me like that? Come on, bro. So <laughs> just out of just out of bottom line interest for that big dollar, I, I, I flipped over and went on there. And right now, there are over 100 fake job websites out there in the world. Wow. And when you apply for the job, you do it looks so real and acts so real, and they're just farming your information. Hmm. So be very much aware. I haven't applied. That was the only one. But when I started on that one, I was like, man, something seems fishy. And so I backed out. And then about 12 more sites I'd never heard of started messaging me going, hey, we've got jobs for you in area. Hey, oh. and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I have no I have no interest in another job. Mm-hmm. I'd like to make a quarter million dollars a year, for God's sake. Who wouldn't? But yeah. so be very wary. Job seekers and things, people, friends and family out there that all around the country that are looking legitimately for jobs, be very careful of the sites that you pro- try to procure stuff through because they're farming, and that's the hottest data theft in the in the world right now wow i didn't i did not know so, that but that makes a lot of sense because when you're doing a an application yeah, for a job yeah you give them everything yeah. dates social you load the whole thing up load up the whole even if you're doing like that first entry app they get enough where they could go apply for a credit yeah. card from you yeah you know crazy. and so that's the scary part is that if you think you're just sitting there honestly applying for a job and you're dumping all your info well hi you just got three new credit cards yesterday what happened to my credit so there my next pet peeve is this and this is a this is a pisser offer that was scary and i want to tell everybody hey watch your back old guys got your back we've always got your back we do nice things right that's my nice thing this is the thing that pissed me off so i went in to buy these recliners and my my good friend sat on these recliners and they're really something they're no joke they even hold him or i no problem and maybe the baby easy big big reclines comfy big grant a great deal they told me i'd get a bigger discount if i applied for a credit card and that's happened twice my credit's okay so what happened was and i was all exalted by this is that they approved me for a large amount um well, I thought it was a large, like eight grand or something. And but I didn't use it. I, when they told me the final price, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to need the financing. And they said, well, you can't have the discount. I said, I'm good. Well, what happened was is because of my available credit shot up so high, my credit score went up by like a hundred, a hundred points. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know this part of the game that it's not just percentage of credit used, which mine isn't great right now, but it's but it's available credit towards what you have. Right. Definitely makes a big impact on your credit. Score. Oh, yeah. My, mine's so in the they toilet. approved me. Yeah, mine too. But but I didn't. Well, it wasn't. It was uh, average, right? Yeah. Because uh, they opened the card. And then another one of my credit card companies said, hey, you've done so good. Here's five more grand. Well, I didn't use it. But that gave me thirteen thousand more dollars in available credit, meaning my credit usage decreased by forty five percent, and so my credit went through the roof. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, fantastic! Well, unbeknownst to me, I'd missed one Best Buy card payment, and that first card that I'd ever used, they closed it on me. Oh wow! So then my credit score went down a hundred points. Yeah, and Best Buy saw that they closed it were connected and they decreased my limit from seven grand to 700 oh wow holy mackerel and i went into best buy to buy something and i'm like here just put on my best buy card i'm sorry sir you can't i'm like what 
And it's like 500. I got like five, six grand on there. Not anymore. Sorry, Chief. What? And I paid it off. Even paid off. They cut it because of the connection of the two cards getting closed. That's crazy. So I think one of my most pissed off things in the world is the credit game. Yes. You've got to play this game. Yes. And it's not about income or reliability. You hardly get anything for paying your bills on time. Right. You hardly get anything for making more than minimum payments. Right. You hardly get any positive points. Like in the world. Do a million great things. And what do you get? Oh, great job. Screw up once, and the whole world's up your butt. So it's just like credit. You're, you're all got me pissed off on beyond belief. I'm, I'm like ready to burst because I, I literally do good things and good, good deeds. I'm a person, and I don't ask for credit. But the few times I screw up in my life, it seems like everybody's riding me like a bareback bronc from here to Tuscaloosa, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. And, so, and it's so, like, oh, I made one mistake. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so so I'm running into kind of the same thing. I've lost 140 points since we bought our house, right? And I'm trying to get solar and finance solar, and the only the solar that I need is going to cost me 100 grand, and they're only going to finance 60. That's all I can get approved for. And I'm like, okay, what what's going on? And so I start looking at my credit score, and it went in the toilet, and I didn't know why. And I've been watching it and trying to figure out why, and I finally got one of the detailed reports. And so my payment history is excellent okay that's what i have i've got two credit cards that i've had for about three and a half years because when i'm in my own business i didn't try to get credit you know i mean when you own your own business your credit goes in the toilet but about three or four years ago i got these two cards and i've had them and so i have excellent payment history excellent payment payment history on my house but i just bought a house i bought a new truck I bought a zero-turn mower and opened up a Home Depot credit card, and they were dumb enough to give me five grand, and then they've upped it to six, okay? But everything is kind of maxed because when you buy a house, you buy all this stuff, and so my open-to-buy is low, and that's what it says. It says your open-to-buy dollars versus what you've got is too high. You know, that percent's too high, and, and this was the one that really pissed me off, all of your long-term loans are too new, which means I still owe too much on my truck. I, you know, but but on the house, and this is what makes me mad, is I get it when you look at it. But on the on my house, I owe three hundred grand on my house. But I looked on Zillow the other day, and it's valued. And when I bought it, it was valued. Zillow had it valued at five forty, and I bought it for five thirty. Okay. Well, now Zillow has it at seven eighty. But they don't mm. look at that. So, so I have a three hundred thousand dollar note on a seven hundred and eighty thousand dollar piece of property. That means my open to buy should be really freaking they big. Look at, they don't. They, they go. Really well, you, nice. yeah, they, they don't look at any of those considerations. Yeah, they go. You borrowed. You borrowed three ten. Or you, you borrowed three hundred five. You owe three, and so you haven't paid any off. And I'm like, holy crap. So, so my credit's in the toilet right now. And Deanna wants to buy a car. And I'm like, oh my god! And with the interest rates that just went up, I think we're going to probably pay 14 percent trying to buy that damn car. But she needs one, and so anyway, yeah, I, I share your I share your pet peeve because it is such a game. I mean, it is it really such is a game. a game. And if you play the game right and you know how to do it, it's easy to for your get your payments down and yeah. do things. Yeah. And it's advantageous if you've been really thinking about that for the last 25 years, which a lot of people have, but old Ding Dong Chuck didn't. So at any rate. Thank you for tuning in, old guys. Rule uh, credit cards and investment hearings. <laughs> now let's get back to the things we're known for and pretty well known for: sports and beer. So um, we, we we're just going to go straight into this most recent last week's picks because they were so interesting, and we'll knock those out, and then we'll do the follow- next week's coming well, up. Well, hang on, hang on. That's all right. With yeah, you. no. Well, I, I'm just going to just briefly. So when we did week 
uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, when we when we did week seven because we missed it, uh, or was it week eight? Because oh, it, it was week eight. It was seven. No, it was, it was eight. This is week we, eight. No, this week this was week nine because we're uh, okay. Uh, yeah, because the next one's week ten. All right, so when we when we did week eight um, on that one, that one was interesting because I believe we tied, and yeah, mm-hmm. so we are now we were three three and one, and you and I both had fifty eight wins. And 50 losses. And that was after week eight. So that's all I want to do on that. Right. Then we went into this all last right. week. So we were 3-3. Three, three. We were actually, it was 3-3-2 it was, uh, three, three and two coming into the week. Okay. So going late down, it looked like we might have a chance to tie. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool because then we'd be three wins, three losses, three ties each. And we'd have the same each scores. Right. However, uh, I did pick the uh, Saints. I didn't realize that Andy Dalton was playing. I thought they'd put that rookie in, and I thought that, and he and I liked him. So I was I was going for the upset with yeah. the rookie. Uh, I lost that game, but I had my best week of the season, and I went. Um, what was it? It was nine and four. Nine and four? Yeah, so it was yeah. my best week of the season. But old Chucky over here went eleven and two, and uh, so his best week that? of the season. So yeah, so now it's three, four, and two. Chuck leads one one week of wins. I've got seventy seven wins. Chuck has seventy nine wins um, or seventy nine correct picks. However you want to do it, uh, but that's where we are, and we're both about twenty games over five hundred now. So we're starting to get a little bit more into the groove. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, anyway, that that was that, that's the stats on the picks. If you want to cover more on that, go ahead. Well, I, not too much. I just wanted to say, uh, uh, I got you. I got you, business. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had the best week I've had in a long time in picks, and I was excited about yeah, that. What I'm more week. excited about is is uh, uh, the biggest thing I'm excited about. Honestly, is um, man, it it's a great for me. So I we went through a thing. So the thing we went through was, um, and, and I'm sorry if this scratches your hide the wrong way, but just buck up if it does. But uh, the whole country, and even still several of our friends, have just backed away from the NFL because of the whole kneeling thing several years ago. It started there, right? Yeah. And then there were some other things, and then we all went in through COVID. And I mean, there's been a lot that's really um, kind of taken away or taken the wind out of the sails of a lot of our favorite sports. Um for me, I feel like I'm kind of past it. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's because I need it more than ever, or we, you know, we need that fellow bond between our fellow man with, that we don't have in any other way, and other than professional uh, athletics, uh, most ways I can think about um, bonding, whether it's over the country or voting. You know, today. Oh, I think um, watching too late football. Now. I think uh, watching uh, football in football is fun. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah. I think football and watching football is fun. And when they started bringing politics, and I don't care what the sport is, and I really don't care what your political opinion is, I don't want to hear about yeah. it in the sports. I don't watch. No, leave football. the sports. I don't watch football to give a crap what your political opinion is, and I don't give a crap what Jerry Jones' political opinion is. I, so I don't care nope. what the owners or the players nope. or, or the players, sponsors. Nobody. And so the sports. when when you put your politics Politics in there, you take the fun and the joy out of it. I mean, because it's just not, you take the joy away. Think about Thanksgiving, and if you start having a big old political conversation with your family, you might, if you got some people with different opposing views, you might just take all the fun out of Thanksgiving. Well, that's what they did with the NFL with football. They yeah. they took the fun out of it because they'd rather make a statement than play a game because that's what it is. So 
So, man, I've got to give you credit. I, I absolutely agree with you. Great job, Danny. Um, I'll give you credit there. I want to add on a little bit and just kind of move forward with it. The great, great, great point. Um, I think the, for just for me, and you know, I don't know about anybody else. I think this has been a really fun year of yeah. professional football and, and a very interesting. We'll go into a little bit next after this. They just announced the college football uh, second uh, top four, but. Um, I would say that even college football, it's been a very interesting, if no other crazy year yeah. in, in major you know, college and professional sports in a couple of ways. Now, I do got to take a rewind on my next topic and tell you, just to remind you uh, about, oh, three months into Major League Baseball season, which is very long. I did pick the Houston Astros to win it all. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't put my money where my mouth was, or I'd be singing a whole nother tune. You, right you didn't have a million dollars did pick to them. put down like Mattress, mattress Max? No, or or, or did, I didn't have over $8 million no, to put down he like Mattress Max. He put but 10 it, or 12? Yeah, 10 or 12 won, and won 75. And he won 75, 75. Holy mackerel. Yeah. So, but even so, but, but back to football. So, great year of football, exciting, good game, really good games this week. Um, I guess the trade off has to have been that my Steelers have been good for about, oh, 10 to 15 <laughs> years. And now that, yeah, well, they've been good, well, not for about 25 years. Huh. But since Roethlisberger kind of came into the league and Tomlin partnered with him, they were a solid, solid team. Uh, if not well, two Super Bowls, but still were solid. So now we've traded off where the league is a lot better and a lot more exciting. But who would have thunk things like, okay, like Danny, what, what's your thing? What we've been doing, believe it or not. What, oh, how yeah, do you phrase yeah. your, your thing? Well, I've got that. So, yeah. yeah. Go. Would Go. you believe? Would you believe yeah. that the Steelers really suck? Yeah. I got one for you. <laughs> yeah. Would Danny, would you believe that the Minnesota Vikings would have the second best record in the league? No. Not at the beginning of the year. Heck no. I don't even. I would you believe? I don't think they're that good either. You don't. Well, would you believe that their quarterback would do that ice? shirtless video in the plane would you believe that he dropped that like it was hot i was like whoa man he's not like out of shape or it wasn't gross but it was just like dude kirk cousins i didn't know you're gonna drop that like that come on bro so go ahead. i got i got a couple would you believe oh, i've got i've got oh would you believe okay would go. you believe that patrick mahomes without Tariq hill would be on pace for his most yards thrown in a season and Tariq hill without Patrick Mahomes, would be on his record pace for the most yards caught in a season. Yes. They're both better so without each I, other. How's that? Well, I want to I I make a comment on, on, on a couple of things. So, would I believe? No. So, first of all, on your comment, no. I thought that they were very inter- interdependent. Um, that yeah. the Chiefs' offense, I didn't think that they would get that much better that, quicker, that quickly. But the Chiefs' offense... It's not just the Chiefs' offense. Um, anybody out there? I'm gonna. Danny probably, of course, is first. But if you got to see Patrick Mahomes the other night, so for probably the last two or three years, they've been trying to bring up the Buffalo Bills uh, quarterback. His name just escaped me, and I Josh like him Allen? too. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they've been trying to say, you know what, the new best quarterback in the league is Josh Allen, and a lot of people. And you know, you watch the guy. Play, you follow up with them and you know what honestly he really is talented but but now if you saw the game the other night and you watch what patrick mahomes did he he there's been very few it was like you took aaron Rodgers and brett Favre and combined them because <laughs> there was running there was passing a little bit of uh, trick plays he put that team on his back and showed 
this is a quarterback that you're not going to see very often. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is something special. Now, I will now, tell you the one whether I like him or not. Yeah, whether but, I like him or not, as a person, that has nothing to do with talent. Excuse me. Go ahead, Dan. No, that's okay. I've not heard that Patrick Mahomes is a bad guy or anything, and I hadn't really heard them talk about. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> now I draw. Now I forgot his name after I gave it to you, Rogers. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, um, um, yeah, yeah, Allen. For the, <laughs> yeah, for the Josh Bill. Allen. Allen. I have Josh not Allen. heard them say Josh Allen was the best. I've heard him talk about. It. Well, here's what I heard. We that they're, I they're that putting I him in the with. conversation. Well, but they should they're putting him in the conversation. But the conversation, with it, right? the conversation right now is Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to have to face each other in the AFC every year, and that yeah. is going to be one of the best. Matchups. That's the future I mean, great is, quarterback matchup. That's what I was just going to say. That's, is this that's the next? Uh, that's Stahlbach, right. Bradshaw. Bradshaw. That's uh, Montana uh, and uh, Aikman, or Steve Young and Aikman. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah. those kind of things. I mean, that's what's coming. It's the Steve Young, Aikman, Stahlbach, Bradshaw. The you're just except except Stahlbach, Bradshaw were in different conf- or different you know conferences. Right. I think Steve Young Aikman was probably a better one, you know. But it's going to be two great quarterbacks that they're going to be doing this for a long time. So well, that, the, that part the, that kind of, that thing's been come up in the league for for when you have uh, that kind of uh, rivalry. I, I mean, respectful rivalry. It makes any sport better, right. and it's been proven that when you have you know Malone and Jordan or whatever you want, every sport when you get a really tough but you know not disrespectful rivalry and so it's that's an exciting part of the game but um i want to drive through that and say i did want to say uh no um tyreek hill also has shown me i thought that he was too small for the position when he came to the league and all he relied on was his explosiveness but that guy can flat out ball bro yeah oh yeah yeah i think he i think um, he showed his talent because he's doing it without mahomes so it wasn't just mahomes but both of them the the, the great part is both of them are on pace to have you know stellar seasons and yeah, the, so, the best, one one of the best seasons ever. Now, All right, now so I got, I got more I got, what you believe, and I got okay. another one. All right. Um, Go. So, and this is kind of this is kind of interesting. Um, and I'm trying to see if I've got the stat, but it was uh, Mahomes averages as or averages three times as many yards per carry as Jalen Hurts. <laughs> That's right. yards per carry because everybody's talking about how great of a runner Jalen Hurts is, right? But then when you come into passing, Mahone leads the league in passing with uh, twenty six hundred yards, and Jalen Hurts only has two thousand. So anyway, I mean, did you get a chance to catch any like games you wouldn't normally watch this weekend? Um, you know, I've got yeah, that. The, I, I know you've got the Fire Stick too. So I love that. I love it because you can watch you you watch other local feeds, so you can get all the games. Yeah. That, you know, it's pretty cool. And you to watch your stupid commercials. Hey, um, yeah, I've got I've got a couple more. Can you believe that Cooper Rush? Has four thousand or has one thousand passing yards and four wins. Tom Brady has twenty five hundred passing yards and four wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, or could you believe that uh, that Bill Belichick's record is six and four and he's last in his division, and that Tom Brady is four and five and he's first. Maybe in his first. Division. There you That's go. Yeah. you believe? Yeah, right? that, that one's a good so, uh, one. I, I I did have that one. All right. So what do uh, the Colts? The Pats and the Steelers have in common. Um, 
this is uh, we're we're keeping it clean, folks. Yeah, we're, we're keeping it clean. Colts, Pats, and Steelers. What yeah. do they have in common? Um, the worst offenses in the league. They've thrown more interceptions than they have touchdown passes. Okay, well what? that's. I guess I'm close. I guess yeah. I'm close. What do the so, Broncos, um, and, Eagles, Bills, and Jets have in common? Uh, we're keeping it real. We're keeping yeah. it real. Wait. There's a good team in there. Surprise, and one of my surprise upsets. I didn't pick them, but boy, what an upset special. Well, Broncos, um, Eagles, they, Bills, and Jets. That's three good teams in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, they, have, they, have they, have more inter- they have more interceptions than allowed touchdowns or by passing. Oh, so they're, they're, it's the opposite. Exactly. So their defense mm-hmm. is playing better than, yeah. So, and there you go. There what you are, go. The, what are the Dallas Cowboys and the, uh, and the Cardinals have in common? Uh, oh, 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 man, I gotta watch my yeah. tongue. Go yeah. ahead. They both have two fumbles returned for a touchdown. However, the Cardinals <laughs> also have three interceptions for a touchdown. So, what stat do the Cardinals lead the entire league in that is well, over twice as good as any other team, or almost twice as good as any other team? Turnovers for touchdowns. They've run five two-point conversions. <laughs> the ne- there's there's two teams that have done three, and there's six teams that have done two. But other than that, everybody's out at a one. I mean, you know, or, or Man, I've got, that's so. There's, you're going too fast, dude. I'm going to overload. So <laughs> first of all, I would tell you that's why the Jets and several other than the Broncos. First of all, that's why they're winning. They're 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 pick, taking the ball away more than they're giving up touchdowns. So that that translates into football wins. That translates into coaching, good coaching, and that translates into playoffs. Okay. So if your 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 okay. net is positive in the passing game defensively, you win the football game. Yeah. All right. So in in uh, in February of 2023. Okay. After the. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles win a Super Bowl. What do their fans do? <laughs> uh, um, uh, oh, oh, I know. Okay, go tell their mom to wait. Go tell their mom to make them some more nachos because they're playing it and they want it on the PlayStation. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they turn they turn off the Xbox and turn on the game. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. They, they tell their mom, Mom, I want some more nachos. And they turn to go back to their PlayStation 4, hey, not 5. Hey, and, 4. and anybody that says that the De- Declaration of Independence was written in Philadelphia is full of crap. It was written in ink. Just saying. So it was, uh, yeah, signed and everything was done here. <laughs> no, so, no, no, um, no. It I, was I got written in ink. It was not written in Philadelphia. Ink. It was written, written in ink. Right. right. I know. That's French really fries cool. weren't. French fries really weren't ever... Made in France, they were their first fried in Greece. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, what team would you believe that next week there will be a team with a coaching staff who's never called an offensive or defensive play in the NFL ever? What? No, oh, it's the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Well, I know they're they let go of everybody. Yeah. And they hired a really cool guy, and so I wanted to bring that one up because so. This is one of those things where I mean, it's for the Colts. It's kind of a no lose. You, you, they're not out of it. They've got a decent team, and the only question is, is that will this experiment be failed for him or not? Saturday's beloved. I mean, he banged, he rang the damn the bell thing or the spike that they do in Indianapolis. He's a, so 
he's been a consultant, but the biggest surprise for me is that he gave up the money that he was making in the booth to go down onto the field. Because he, you know, the, when you're in the booth for the NFL, you make real money. It's not a joke. So I, I love the guy. You know, he's personable. You know, he loves the game. He's a Hall of Famer, all those types of things. But if it works, you know, the owner, genius, genius, genius. If it fails, well, they had to put somebody in there. So it's not a, there's really not a lot of loss to that that scenario. If they don't make the playoffs, they really weren't expected to do anything. Anyway, yeah. they've been playing like garbage. Their offense is a joke. I like Frank Reich. I thought he did a good job for a couple of years. I was, he seemed to have a good connection with the players. But when, you, when, you're, when you're big of a joke, because they've looked at the last several weeks, you got to do something. You can't keep losing like that and expect not to shake up the house, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, there, we're starting to get a couple of coaches that have not coached before, and they're having some success. And so I think some people are, are starting to look at that. Things are changing in football because you're talking about a lot of the analytics that are out there. And, you know, now, I, I heard this great conversation. And this this isn't NFL. This is college. But did you see the Alabama-LSU game? Did you see the end uh, of it? I did had, not. No, no, no. So I, I, I saw the, like uh, the first half, some of it. Yeah. Solid game. LSU yeah. looked better than I thought, but I did not see the end. No, okay. So LSU's going down, and they score, and they tie Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you take that back. They don't tie them because they're one point down. They need the extra point. They're one point down, yeah. and then they, didn't they go point. for two. And they went ahead and went for two, and they got it. And I heard somebody yeah. talking about it, and they said, you know, the crazy part is, is that the analytics say go for one. You know, so there are analytics, and I get it, and I understand the averages. And now we're seeing all these crazy stats. I mean, I'm a stat guy, and they're and I'm going, dude, this is overload. But but but, but they're out there, and I get it. But the analytics say you go for one. And the guy that was arguing, he said, but you know what? This is a football coach, and head football coaches, they have to be bold, and they have to make decisions. And he said, we're going to win it here, or we're going to lose it here. And I love that decision. And even sometimes when you do it, you lose it. But hey. You're playing a team that you that nobody thinks you can beat. You've got them down. You have the opportunity to win. Win it then. And if you lose it, you lose it. But if you just go in and play for the kick, you know Alabama's probably too good, and they've done it too many times. They're probably, to yeah, probably right. So in that instance, I agree with it. But yeah. I got to bring something up. So this is yeah. like the third time you said about uh, the analytics. So yes, I think what is happening is that they're finding that. There's a kind of a new hybrid coach, like the right. Dolphins coach, and, yeah. and like a uh, what's his name that the big loud screaming John Madden big guys yeah. aren't really the way of the world anymore. I get that, but let's not forget, and let's not let me let me clear up some murky water here. Josh Daniels was a perfect proof that analytics and Billy Ball and Moneyball doesn't work for long term for success of a team. I think I you've got to have a mix, but you got to you know you got to have a mix. Yes, you've got to have yes. the right yes. mix. Yes, you got to have either where it's a GM who can scout talent or however you mix it. You can't just do analytical play and, and coaching and numbers because if you do, the Texas Rangers go, "Hey, look at us! This is what happened to our organization." I think if you're playing with analytics, but you're not coaching the game. Does that make sense? Then if you're, then that means you're coaching yeah, from the analytics. That's a problem. You can't have yeah, both, right? Maybe you can't have both. And, and you can't have a, a leadership up or ownership and general managers hey. and local and the analytical coach. You got to have somebody in there who coaches the game. And, and here's the thing: you're playing a team that maybe may be better than you, or at least as good as you, right? And you tell your players, "We're going to nut it up, and we're going to go in, and we're going to make this one play, and we're going to win it here." Well, if you don't, you've just told your players. 
I believe in you and we're going to do it. And that goes a long way for other things, okay? The best thing I think I ever told a, a kid playing football, we were in a championship game, my quarterback goes down, and the backup has to go in, and he's crying. And I look at him and go, what are you crying for? He goes, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. I go, you can't mess up. You're going to do great. I'm going to, I'm going to give you plays that you know. And we're going to be fine. You're going to go down and you're going to do great. Well, the funny part is is that we got beat that season. Or that we got beat that game. The only touchdown we scored was after was that drive. Because the kid felt good. And so when you get your team and you coach them and you go against the analytics, well, that's, but you, that's but you bring them up. And, and I'm just saying, I think he got more from his team by going for two. Had he kicked it, laid it up, played for overtime... They may have lost because then they're not winning it. You know, any time you're faced with that decision, coaches make that decision and they win or lose by it. And it's always very, it's always, you know, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? They dig into it and they rip it apart every yeah. time. Yeah. Either way, whether you, you whether you make it, score and win, or you don't, you lose. But I got to tell you that, um, quite frankly. I love a decision like that. And I, I think that too. in that I particular do. game, that particular game, the underdog comes in. They've got a chance to knock out the champ, throw those punches, swing for the fences, go for go for the gusto, whatever old saying, because you're right. you got a better team with, with quite frankly, a more experienced and better coach. Yeah. you got a lot more chance for losing. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We've been bouncing back around in football football. Don't worry. Astros fan, Houston family, Astros are coming up very shortly. But it is time for our favorite part of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Old Guys Rule Radio Season 4, Episode 37. It's your guy, Chuck Olson, champion, 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 Houston. And Danny, what's your favorite part of the show? Go, buddy. B-W-E-R-R-U-N, B-R-U-N, B-W-E-R-R-U-N, B-R-U-N. All we need is 10 and 5 or cars and a key and a sober driver, B-W-E-R-R-U-N, B-R-U-N. So, we thank you for tuning in. We look forward for all of you around the world to comment on the show. I'm chock full of hats, shirts, and I'm kind of nuts. So, get a hold of me and let me know exactly what your shirt size is and or if you'd like a hat. And it's coming your way. I've got them from everywhere. I've even looked at the price of sending a hat or a shirt overseas for you crazy folks listening over in Germany. And it isn't cheap. So, anyway, I went across and I just stumbled into a beer I'm going to share with everybody. And I want Danny to see if he can. I have not tried it. Oh, I used sweet. my I used my, uh, my, 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 my my judgment. So it's Shiner Toasted Amber. Um, 4.5% alcohol. It's one of their seasonal beers that uh, it doesn't really have a lot on the can. It's an amber looking can. Looks kind of like a beer box. A, a beer kind of a beer keg grainy kind of tan looking and we like shiner but it's their yeah. toasted amber so we'll see what the heck that means i toasted, saw that one today and, uh, and if i like it good. it looked good but i already uh, well, had my beer the sad, well the sad part for me is i went where i always go and we've done the show for so long that uh <laughs> i'm running out i gotta start going somewhere else or doing something else so, oh, no. anywhere shiner toasted amber uh we'll see what we think of it cheers cheers All right, well, so, I don't know what those flavors are called. <laughs> You'd think I would. I like an amber beer. Um, it's a, it's for, First of all, it's a drink. Okay. I like an, 
I like an amber beer. I don't like an amber beer as much as I used to like amber beers. That was like my go-to beer before I found like Colch and some of the new Pilsners that have a little better yeah. flavor. Um, so if people ask, well, what's what's old guy C? What, what does he love? Um, those are my favorites. This one, um, very smooth finish. Uh, uh, nice aroma. This would be perfect with... Uh, uh, like a hot beef, Italian hot beef sandwich. Ooh, kind of a awesome. hot, yeah. me- meaty sandwich with French dip, something with I was going to say, maybe, a, maybe of- a, um, uh, oh, good God. A, um, oh, crap. My brain is not working today. Philly cheesesteak? No, no. So, I was thinking of, I, I want to say peppercorn, but it, that's not what I mean. It's, um, so, uh, well, I got to tell you, they yeah. opened a new, they opened a new original Chicago food place within a couple of miles of my house, and they've got deep dish pizza that'll melt your face off of. I haven't, I haven't worked it off yet. I, I ate a half of a large deep dish pizza. That kills some people in the, in, in the Ukraine. I was anyway, thinking of, uh, so, like, like a corned beef or a pastrami with spicy. Well, a hot beef sandwich is like a French dip except better. Yeah. And they and when they make it right, this place makes it right and their deep dish pizza is thick and ridiculous. So I won't throw the name out. I, I we only went there once, but when you come down here soon for a couple of days, oh we're going there. We're just going there. I already know what to order. I already know where to sit. They've, it's a it's a great a great little place. They turned an old taco place into it and sometimes they have a hit. But so when it comes to toasted amber, uh I don't think this flavor would go well with a hot day. So, like, kind of cool tonight. Uh, uh, yeah. A little deep dish pizza from Leftovers. Not Very bad. Good. But I'd right. pair this. I'd pair this with a nice, maybe even a, a, a nice fat steak with a little bit of extra rub on it, a little extra peppercorn on the steak. Go real nice. So it's a drink for the toasted amber. Cheers. Awesome. 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 All right. So I went out of state this time, and I went to uh, the Odell Brewing Company. Out of uh, Golden, Colorado. Actually, it's Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, Fort Collins. Yeah, Fort Collins. We got Collins, friends Colorado. up there in Fort Collins. Yeah. Big Mike, what's up, buddy? What's up, Big Mike? We got listeners and friends up there. So so I got the 90 Shilling Amber. I'm also drinking an Amber. It's the 90 Shilling Ale. It is a balanced, smooth Amber Ale. All right? It is smoothly compact and balanced. This deliciously medium-bodied Amber Ale is worth every shilling. Brewed with pot. No, no, I didn't say that. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's Colorado. It looks like it's got like a little, um, I, I think that's a hop on there, but, you know, it could be a marijuana leaf. I don't know. Uh, anyway, name for the Scottish tax on high-quality beer, 90 Shilling is a medium-body amber ale with a distinct burnished copper color and a deeply pleasant aroma. We think you'll find our flagship ale brilliantly refreshing and worth every shilling. So let's just see if it's brilliantly refreshing. <laughs> it does have a good a good odor, so the, the aroma is good. Dude, I could drink that all day. That that's nice. that is a nice smooth. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, that is a a double thumbs up. I I may have to put that on my list of things I buy. List that, of what you have. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a dang tell, good. Tell beer. me. Yeah, we're gonna have to text that one to Chucky so I can yeah go down and uh, get some of that. Well, and yeah, <laughs> Odell Odell. Gotta get me some of that. 
Odell oh, Brewery, ninety shilling. So the the fan that was asking us different beers that you can have. If I can get this in Granbury, mm-hmm. I guarantee I guarantee you can get it at DFW. So yeah, I'd have if you're looking for good Big ale, M. yeah, Big M up up near Denton up there. All right, so we're gonna get into baseball here in a minute. We got to go through our picks before we go through baseball. I just got to tell you, I, I my before because I, I want to talk about this one too if we can after we talk about baseball before the Phillies lost the World Series. MLS soccer had their playoff, and L.A. beat Philly in the championship game for MLS. So my heart kind of goes out to Philly. I mean, not the people, the city. No, 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 <laughs> no hold on not for the a people. second. Not the people, well, not well, the fans. Gotta, Y'all can go suck I, gotta, I don't care. But but the actual city, on. I feel hold bad Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Just give me a second. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was in Orlando, and I was on a trip. And the Astros, the game one or game two of the series came up. Or whatever game, no. They were back in Philadelphia. And they had a beautiful patio, a beautiful pool. It's a resort in Orlando they sent us to. And so I'm at this, you know, $10 a beer resort pool bar. And they got five TVs, and it's delicious, and it's beautiful, and it's gorgeous out. And there were no less than 10 Philadelphia fans in, like, uh, McGraw jerseys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking kids, right? Old, old guys and gals, real radio type people. And I got, I just have to tell you, uh, the first day when I sat down and we got off the plane, we were relaxing, we had that night off. Um, I, we we're having a beer, and I was wearing an Astro shirt. And a guy walks over and he goes, "Man, uh, I gotta say, you guys are a tough team. Gonna be a tough out, but you can eat it." And so, what, I, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is. I've said this before. You've said this about fans not in the stadium of other teams. Right. But they, those people were actually, I mean, now, big mouth like we are, you know, loud, a little obnoxious. But when it comes to face-to-face time, they several people walked over to the four or five Astros shirt-wearing people at the table and go, hey, man, good luck tonight. It's going to be a tough game. That's cool. So i got to yeah. give just a handful of people in the world, whether it's a whole city I don't know. I mean, their takeaway from us was they went up like five to nothing in like the sixth inning, and Astros are playing like crap. So with the gigantic bar tab, I went, I've had enough. My bill's giant. The game's upside down. Good night, Louise. And then I went and walked by, and they're like, have a good one, Astros. And by that time, five, six inning in, yeah, you've had some beer. Yeah, you're a little more, yeah. a little more mouthy. But I just wanted to comment. So before I let – now, I'm not trying to say that and speak for a whole city, but like you in that bar in New York, yeah. those people in there were nothing but kind and, yeah. uh, and, and, fun. and cool. They yeah. sent us around to beers. It was just fun to kind of interact. Like, yeah. here we go now. Then it's 5 nothing. You're like, there's nothing. There's no more yeah. talking. Give me, a, give me a quesadilla to go and good night. Good Lord. <laughs> so, anyway, um, All right. what I want to get into well, hang on. Picks, hey, let's try to we got to talk college yeah. football, too. I was going to say our picks. So, let's do that. So, we'll start out with uh, Falcons-Patriots. Oh, Man, that's me. a tougher one. Falcons than... pa- Panthers. That's not so tough. Oh, Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry about that. Um, all right. I'm going to uh, turn around. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. I'm going to sneak a, a, a Falcons in on you. Yeah, I went Falcons too. Uh, Seahawks okay. Bucks. Buccaneers. And uh, Seahawks. Tough one now. Now it's a tough one now because they're playing again. Um, are they at the Bucks? They are at the Bucks. I'm going to go Buccaneers. I went Seahawks. All right. That's a tough one. That's yeah, probably the toughest one that, of the week. That one was. Lions, Bears. Uh, oh, Bears. 
I went Bears. I didn't get to mention this. We were talking about quarterbacks and yeah. amazing play. Yeah. Justin Fields showed something last week. That's the team I was going to bring up. I caught some of the Bears game. I like the Bears. Our girl Jessica up in North Fort Worth, she's a Bears fanatic. Um, she's had the hots for her lacquer for 20 years. Uh, anyway, uh, we used to call She used to call me hubby number two. It's kind of a funny story. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, that dude is, is a beast. He, he may be... Um, the best running back in the league. He's playing quarterback for the Bears, but <laughs> some of the moves he made against the Dolphins last week, and the Dolphins' defense is not a joke. They're not the best in the league, but right. pretty pretty good defense. And he, he he made some moves on them, and I went, oh, oh, ooh, stop. Just just stop, bro, stop. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, uh, talk about the Dolphins. Browns at the Dolphins. I'm Dolphins. Me too. Uh Brown or uh, let's see, Broncos. Don't, don't say me too. Movement around me, I'll come over there and punch you in the nose. Go ahead. I, I said nothing about movement, dude. <laughs> no, okay. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a movement. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, Broncos, Titans. Broncos. Ooh, Titans. Yeah, I think so. That's what I went with. Um, you've got the number one rusher, and I think Tannehill is going to be back. So, uh, Vikings. Well, but that Bills. quarterback. Did you see their new quarterback, the the rookie quarterback for the Titans? Uh, that, he looked good. He looked good. He looked good. I mean, yeah. not as good as you could for a rookie. I, that, that's the, probably the future of Tennessee. Go ahead. Sure, he, he is. Tannehill, Tannehill's not 20, man. Uh, and, he, and he was never great or stellar. He's a solid quarterback. I mean, not a great, good, but he's solid. Good, solid NFL yeah. quarterback. If you had a super defense and a super running game, which they do, you could probably get deep in the playoffs, which they have with him. And my, so, Tannehill... Maybe not next level, uh, maybe not right. Super Bowl. Tannehill's a you know AFC Championship game level guy, my, so, my, which isn't bad. My bid on Tannehill is he's got five to seven more years in the NFL, but when he gets knocked out by this new kid, he'll be a backup, and people will love to have him as their backup for the next five well, to seven years. My because, thing on know, Tannehill is that my wife's friends with him and his family. Right. Well, hey, and so, hey, he's from A and M, man. I love him, but I'm just, I'm just talking so, about his career. Yeah, it, that's true. Analytic sports, and you're yeah. right. I agree with you 100. percent Go ahead. All right, uh, Vikings, Bills. This one's a tough. That's one. that's a very interesting game. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, the Vikings are a little better than everybody thinks, but the Bills, the Bills are coming off a loss, and uh, I'm going to watch out for the. I'm going to watch out for those Bills in Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo. Okay. So, I don't think the Vikings are as good as everybody says they are. I don't believe that. Well, says you don't have to say anything, Danny. It's seven to one. Yeah, it's seven to one. Well, it doesn't matter they, what you have, say. But they haven't played They're anybody. Seven to one. They haven't played anybody. Their one loss is to Eagles. When they when they they've got to play the, the Cowboys. But I went ahead and picked them this week because I think Josh Allen's going to be out. I think that uh, last oh, hit, that last wait, hit, wait, hit wait, on his wait. arm. Now wait, they, they wait, haven't wait, said wait. it. On. They said he's still Hold practicing. On. Hold yeah. on, it's there his knee too. He's got an MCL. What all, right, all right, all right, no, 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 not MCL, UCL. It's in his, it's in his okay. throwing elbow, but, and they have so not said it. Do and I they get said a, they're not going to say anything until tomorrow? Do I get a retract? Because you know I'm not taking the Bills of Allen. And if he's in, do I get a retract? Um, all right, then I'm just going to switch right now. I, re- I redact it. Okay. I redact it. I'm going to go Vikings. I'm on the fence for them. It was my dad's favorite team, and I'm Norwegian. There you go. Stick right. it, Vikings. So, like, like horns I said, up your horns up. 
right there. Horns up, Vikings, baby. Now, when when I say they're not as good as everybody thinks, I don't think that they can beat the Bills straight up with Josh Allen on the field. But without Josh Allen, Healthy. I think that they can, and that's that's where we Healthy. are. So even yeah, if exactly. even if, Al- yeah. if Allen's dinged up, he's not going to be that running monstrous RPO crap thing. Actually, he may, he may run so more, well. but they said that he's going to be limited in his performance. So I I I just have I'm. I'm going to go with the Vikes on this. So, all right. All right. Uh, Texans versus the Giants. The Giants. Giant. I, I went with the Giants, too. Uh, the next one is going to be the Jaguars versus the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm with the Chiefs as well. Uh, we're going to put chefs for you. All right. Um, Saints, <laughs> Steelers. Steelers. You know what? The Saints cost me a vote last week. They pissed me off. The, and, and they're using Andy Dalton, so I have to go. With the they Steelers. look better than the Steelers, though. But I'm going to go. Ste- I got to go Steelers. Here, here's my here's my thought process. I think the Steelers are going to stifle their offense because I think they can shut down Andy Dalton. And they, so I think the Steelers only need 17 points. And coming off a of bye week, I think they're going to muster 17 points. So I think they're going to win 17-14 because Dalton sucks and their defense is great. That's just my pick. All right, fair enough. Uh, Colts Raiders. So one of the things I want to talk about is is the Vegas Raiders. To my sister out there in Vegas and me from Vegas, um, have I ever told you how you can tell if somebody's from Las Vegas or not? No. So say the word, say the name of the state it's in. Oh, um, I say Nevada. You say Nevada. Right. Yeah. So if you are from there and or you've lived there a long time it's nevada so if you're not it's nevada so that's how you can tell so from my my friends and family out in nevada the just like we said about the the vikings the the raiders are the best worst team in the league they they've led every game this year and they've lost most all of them too hey and and if and if they can get 17 points up on you yeah they lost They were up twenty to three. Oh my god! I'm like, that's awesome. Finally, they got it. And here comes the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Ah, here they come. The Jaguars. So, I don't know. Was, ja- what a funny Jaguars. <laughs> However, they say that. Well, yeah, that, the commercial. Well, yeah. The I Jaguar. think you should be in a new Jaguar. Whatever <laughs> she says. Anyway, so I'm gonna have to go the Raiders. You're gonna go with the Raiders. I went with the Colts. The Raiders. I, I'm. I went with the Colts. I think the Raiders are the better team. I'm going to say that the Colts are going to have that emotional lift from dumping everybody else and getting a new coach. So I'm I'm going to go with, the, well, with that. I picked the Raiders first, unless, and marked them out, and then went back with the Colts. Unless their new coach, <laughs> Jeff Saturday, suits up and drives them down the effing field, he might. ain't no way they're beating the Raiders. He might. He could. He looks like he's in good shape. Uh, he might. Um, but, but all I'm saying is there ain't no uh, – okay. I'll double down on that one, and and you, I'm buying the first two beers on that game this week. There ain't no way in in the Hedgehog's world that that's going to happen. So go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's my big upset uh, special for the week. So upset special. Yeah, yeah there you go. actually, it's one of my two. All right, the next one is going to be the Cards at the Rams. Uh, but to the two most disappointing teams in the league yeah uh and for a couple of reasons all great talent like the coaches and they're just playing like duke um no rams you mean like dukey not duke yeah Duke's dukey. actually pretty good yeah not not yeah not yeah duke could all probably right. beat them cowboys duke's basketball team could probably beat them. cowboys 
at Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. Cow- Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. <laughs> Against a Aaron Rodgers and yeah. no one. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he, every that, that's the most decimated, and it sucks to watch such a all-time great talent get weird and have a terrible one of his last few seasons. Hey, have so, you ever? Have uh, you, but have you ever seen somebody drop damn passes? I mean, you know. No. I, I just incredible. No. All right, Chargers. For a couple of teams that we yeah. know. So Chargers at the 49ers. That's another tough one because yeah. the Chargers can yeah. beat anybody, but the 49ers are surging. Yep. Um, so it always for this game, I'll tell you, it comes down to which Garoppolo shows up. Correct. They both have good defenses. They both have good offenses. Surging running games. But, and both quarterbacks are good. Um, so, Brian, out there in the world, my dear nephew, I'm going, the Niners. The uh, Niners. I went with the Chargers on that one, but I, I agree with everything you good. said. Yeah. All right. Good. The uh, Commodores <laughs> versus <laughs> the Beagles. Whoa, 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 whoa. They won again, sir. Retract. The Commanders. Commanders versus the, the Eagles. Commanders. They won again. So, yeah. Um, who would have thought that they're they're going to be a winning team and they were second in their division um, against who? Well, uh, uh, well, the Eagles, the Eagles and the Commanders. Oh, yeah. Oh no, no. Oh, Eagles. You know they're they're bound to lose, but I just don't think it's to Washington. Um, I, I agree. Now they're more likely to lose against Dallas or New York. Right. There's a couple of teams, but who yeah. knows? I mean, they're they're making things happen with that that receiver. How, how Hurts is connected with Brown, they're going to be a tough out unless somebody gets dinged up. That's so. going to be the Monday night game, and we've got the Ravens, the uh, Bengals, the Pats, and the Jets all sitting this week out. So after that, there's uh-huh. there's going to be two more weeks of bye, and it's three and then two teams. So uh, we're almost through the bye period, which is really good. And now we get to talk about some college football. But I, I we haven't even got to the NHL yet, and I don't know if we're going to get to, but – you know, we're probably going to have to jump NHL next week. It's, yeah. They're already about a quarter of the way in the season. But, but and there are a lot of the things that we talk yeah. about are there. But I don't even want to go into the details. It's just I, I just wanted to say, because while we're dogging Philadelphia, right? So, you know, I, I've gone to some different cities and watched the Rangers play. And I was able to go to Philly and watch the Stars play in Philly, and they played. They were playing the uh, Flyers, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was there, and, and there was a hockey game, and there was a fight that broke out in the stands. You know, that's just Philly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I went to go see a. I went to go see a fight, and a hockey game broke out. No, no, I went to. I went <laughs> to. I went. I went to a Philly hockey game, and a fight broke out. That's the difference. All right. <laughs> All right, so, okay, let's talk some college football. Now, this is one of the things, and I talked about it several weeks ago. We had a bunch of undefeated teams, and I told you that they were going to kind of work themselves out, and they're starting to do so. And now we're kind of getting to the the nuts and bolts, which is really kind of cool because now Georgia, I think, has proven itself as the best team in college football. Um, but Ohio right State's still undefeated. Michigan's undefeated, and TCU is undefeated. So that's your four undefeated, and now at least they've got them right because they've got them ranked one through four. If TCU yeah. wins out, because that's team near and dear to my heart, right? That's uh, North Texas. If they win out, there's no reason they're not going to be in the playoffs. There's no reason they shouldn't. They still have to beat ranked 
Texas, and they've already beat ranked five ranked teams. And I don't think there's anybody else in the top 25 that's beaten five teams that were ranked when they played them. So I, I just don't think what that's they happened. Were, what, yeah. what they were showing and they were talking about on the shows I watch and, and what I was reading on all of this was that, unfortunately, what they're looking at is the, the wins for some of the other teams have been against much higher powerful teams. So although not TCU, TCU has some quality wins. Not than TCU. Georgia has beaten a lot oh, better Georgia's teams different. They're, they're number one. Um, they're number so, one. Yeah. No, but what I'm talking about is like, so Tennessee. So Tennessee has a higher opponent rating of who they beat. They beat Alabama. So yeah. They're, what they're, yeah. they're challenging, they were even challenging whether they put TCU in the top four right now. Right. And they wouldn't drop Tennessee out that low because of this one loss because of their quality. But some of the old school thing, they did it right. Let me, I, let I me agree. Yeah. Yeah. So they did it right. You got four undefeated teams. For God's sakes, put the four undefeated teams in there. Yes. And then they're going to continue to figure and, it out as the year and, goes. And they're, and they're major teams. And even if even if Tennessee's beaten higher ranked teams than, than TCU, it's not like. Clemson, who played nobody, you know what I'm saying. Right. TCU has played four ran- or well, beat here, five I got a teams, question. So, yeah, so I got a question for you right now. Yeah. So you take TCU, no matter who they played, you got. Do you also take their history in the last several years? Right. But so I want to. I want to phrase this to you because you're a TCU fan. Yeah. So Georgia, TCU, uh, Ohio State. And who else is it? Michigan's three. Oh, who Michigan's three. All right, all right. So, so those four teams right now. Do you honestly think TCU could beat any one of those three teams right now? Not Georgia. No. Um, the thing with Ohio State and Michigan is that that conference is not that strong. So they've not played a lot of ranked teams. So although we we look at them and we think they're pretty good, I think TCU could hold their own with them, but. The kicker is the TCU's going to have to have a good first half because they haven't, and they've been beating everybody in the second half. That's what they're. Yeah. That's the yeah. last takeaway yeah. of TCU. Yeah. Yes, they've won all other games, but even against teams that they're Texas Tech. Yeah. Texas Tech last week was a good example. Yeah. Texas Tech is a decent football squad. Right. No, no crowd about. It. They were top twenty-five for a minute. Uh, for a blip, they were top fifteen this year. But they've they've had a lot of big games uh, that they lost. Yeah. But my point is, is that they've TCU's had to come back against everybody, but they have. Yeah. So. I would. Here's my feedback on TCU. I really feel that their new coach has got it right. First right. of all, yeah. second of all, I would tell you that if they get any of those teams anywhere but home, well, other than Georgia, hey, if they so they get a yeah. neutral site yeah. for the playoffs, yeah, uh, Michigan, uh, good matchup, Ohio State, eh, eh, but it, but it, you're right. Coming out of the gate, they can't against yeah. those teams. You can't get down for two or three, two seventeen points. And at neutral, you can't sites, go up against a big powerhouse like that. At a neutral side, don't matter. There, for but TCU, there's no, no. you get down seventeen site. points, you can hang your head up. But there's not a, there's not a neutral site for TCU because there. I mean, you're talking about a small private school versus a big state university. They don't travel well, and it's not that they don't have good fans or that their fans won't travel. It's just there's not enough damn one of them. You know, it's a small well, university. You just so, don't want to yeah. play in their homes. Well, but I'm you just go saying, into either one of those places, you're going to lose. But but I'm saying when you get into the playoffs, I guarantee you wherever they play, yeah, seventy to eighty percent. Right. If they're playing Georgia, Ohio State, or Michigan, seventy to eighty percent of the fans are not going to be the other Yeah, because yeah. because they just don't have enough, and and that's not their fault. So I mean, but that's a knock. Now. The reason that I think this is interesting, because I think they got it right, and there's no guarantee TCU is going to go undefeated. 
And the only way they deserve to make the playoffs is if they're undefeated. If they are, then they go there. Now, what helps TCU, Michigan and Ohio State have to play each other. Now, if Michigan yes. and Ohio State play to a one, you know, one point differential, then I worry that TCU could beat either one of them. But if Michigan right. were to, if one of them gets blown out, then I could say, yeah, TCU could beat that one, right? The one that lost. But what's going to be interesting is let's because let's just say everybody wins out except obviously Ohio State or Michigan. One of those bounces back, and then you've got one of those two teams, Ohio State or Michigan, one loss They're probably. They and probably Tennessee, didn't bring Tennessee back up into well, the top four. But well, okay, Tennessee would have one loss, and that's the number one Georgia. But then Oregon would also have one loss to number one Georgia, and they would have yep. done it week one. I, and I'm just, I, I mean, you know, so that's where Excuse it gets me. interesting. If they went out, if yeah. they went out, and that's so, what I'm saying. This Let's is just the best case. Everybody Danny. wins out. This yeah. is the best best yeah. case. Yeah, and whoever that can win out wins out. This Correct. is finally the best case. For the six or twelve game exactly. playoff, yeah. yep. This is the finally they've yep. proven to to us all, uh, all of us fans, any sport fan, especially college football fans like us, that you've got teams that are poised. At least eight teams we can speak of that could beat each other on any given any given Saturday. Yeah. So, well, this is let's my. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Push it. Well, my, I just my, want it to happen. I want I want six, and you know I've talked to six a lot, and people are like, "Oh, we need uh, eight or 12. I'm still at six because here's where I'm at. Let's just say everybody wins out the can. Oklahoma and Michigan have a close game, so one of them takes a loss, but obviously they're still pretty good, right? And so you've got those six teams that are there. Number seven is LSU. Number eight is USC. Number nine is UCLA. And number 10 is Alabama. Alabama has shown they don't deserve to be in a playoff, so we don't need a 10 team no, playoff. No, not in a playoff. Right. USC. Six. I don't think. Six. Well, I know. Exactly. USC, I don't think is good enough to be in the, top, in the top eight. So we don't need an eight. And then LSU, I realize that you just beat the crap out of, or you didn't even beat the crap out of Alabama. You beat them by one you, point. You beat Alabama. But you have right. two losses. And one of them is a really bad loss. And I'm sorry, but if you – well, if they would have lost to Georgia and Tennessee, if those were uh, their two losses uh. and they were close, that would be another story. But I'm looking at it and I'm going, I can see six. But anything more than that, you 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 you, you, you reap what you sow. You screwed up, you know, and, and you lost. And that's just where it is. Alabama has no business in a playoff. We don't need a 12-team playoff. 12 is, is Clemson, and Clemson sucks. They just hadn't played anybody, and when they finally played Notre Dame, who started out great, then got bad, then got good again, but they played an right. unranked team and got dogged, and they fell and from number so, what number five I, to number twelve I think or number got three. The rankings yeah. right right now. I do too. I um, agree. But I I I am uh, I'm excited. I guess that's the word I need to use. I'm fairly excited <laughs> yeah. about seeing where everything comes out in the wash because this is a very interesting. Backstretch, you know, and, we're coming towards the end of the season, and there's several teams that deserve, but it just depends on. There's going to be some and, catchy ones. There's going to be a couple of them. They go, huh? And TCU, when they weren't in the Big Twelve, got into the the five and six and got and got left out, which is why I've been rooting right. for the six. But I'm looking at it now, yeah. and what's going to happen is Oregon, Tennessee, Michigan, or Ohio State. One of the you know those four teams are playing for one position. Well, actually, two. Because the winner of Ohio State-Michigan is in, right? 
and if and that that's providing TCU can still go out unless they lose game. another game, right? Right. Unless it, they lose it, a different right, game, right? Right. But like I said, because because TCU's got to get by Texas still, and that that's no guarantee. So I'm not I'm not trying to give any guarantee. I'm just saying the what ifs. If everybody were to play out, and if the playoffs started today, after or next week after Michigan Ohio State, right? If they did that, then you would have three undefeateds for the one, two, and three, and then you would have yep. one either Michigan or Ohio State. And you have Tennessee and Oregon, and all three of those, their one losses would be to either number one or number two. And so you got to go, yeah, now that we're getting there, okay, we yeah. probably should go yeah. six. I mean, because, because there they're saying any... it's not going to happen until 2025, yeah. and they got to push this. But there's two I mean, teams that are uh, going to get screwed this year, at least two. Yes, there really is. Unless not TCU as bad as loses. TCU got screwed yeah. several years ago. Right. Because that was the screw job of all screw yes. jobs. And I, even though I'm only a medium TCU fan from living in Fort Worth all those years right. and going to some games, not like yourself, they uh, I still say, it. <laughs> "Come on, man! Come on, man! Right, hey, so, come and, on, man!" And, and so, anyway. it, it, just just to throw it out there because people may not know, I owned a, a t-shirt company for a while, and I think everybody fans of the show are going to know that. But when I did, our, our colors were purple. TCU is purple. I grew up in a church called the Disciples of Christ, and that's just what it was. And I wanted to do something in my logo and in my company that showed the reason for what I did, which God is the reason for everything that we do. And he's the basis of why we have success and what we do. So I wanted to put it in there and I was thinking, and we called it shirt works and we had a little t-shirt and I was going to put a cross in the T and my dad and I had talked about it. We thought we were going to do that. And I pulled it next to a van at one of my suppliers when we're just trying to get everything worked out and we hadn't even got the name yet. And the van says Christian T's on it. Right. And it says in big letters, seven dollars per shirt and then in the fine print it says does not include artwork setup fees or something else and i'm like well if it doesn't include that crap it's not seven dollars a shirt and yet you're saying it's christian tees and you're misleading people and i was like i don't want to do anything that misleads people and so when i started thinking well what are we going to or how am i going to do this what do i want to do I picked a color purple. My business was purple because growing up in in the Disciples of Christ Church, TCU is our school. And so I went to a lot of games as a kid because of the church. And so I was like, I'm going to do purple because it reminds me of of God and it reminds me of where I came from and why I'm in business. So that's my relationship to TCU. Although I never went there, it is a religious affiliation because that's always been my school. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I wear a lot of purple. And that's why I wear one of the, purple. <laughs> one of the one of the big uh, names in the World Series was uh, Aaron Nola, the pitchers for the yeah. Phillies. Yeah. And he showed that he was. You know what the difference between Aaron Nola and a professional bowler is? A professional a bowler professional wins? bowler knows how to throw a strike. <laughs> 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 oh, that's terrible. Terrible one more, uh, one more before I get into this World Series. Um, why did the post office recall their latest stamps? Uh, I don't know. Well, they they had pictures of the Phillies on them, so people didn't know which side to spit on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my Phillies. Here's my Phillies World Series jokes for you. So, like, like uh, I said, ladies and I, gentlemen, I'm sorry for the city, but not the people. <laughs> <laughs> Not the viewers. Thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio. Um, I got to say to the city of Houston, so here's the funny thing. One of the questions we got to go into later on in this conversation is, um, one of the big things is, will Kershaw stay? 
and uh, so who's going to Verlander, Kershaw? There's about four pitchers going to go. But for Houston, um, during the regular season, one of the greatest seasons in, in a long time was turned in by Verlander. The playoffs, he was garbage. But um, when we get to that question, I want to just start it off by it's the city of Houston. So. The reason I spiked that off with the conversation of the World Series, what did you think about the World Series, Danny? I thought it was great. Now, I do need to give a, a quick call out because you and I both picked it in, in uh, six. Or, I mean, in yeah. five. Excuse me. You and I picked it in five. But our buddy Brian yeah. Solstice over at uh, um, Buffalo Wild Wings, he picked yeah. the Astros in six. So he, he got Astro and six. So, so, yeah, Brian, you so, got it, man. Yeah, we got to give him props because I've asked him if props he'll come back he'll on. He'll be coming back on to join us again. Yeah. I asked him if he'd come back on to let us know how his um, fundraising efforts are, and he said he'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he said he'd come yeah. back in the spring and talk uh, spring baseball. So if he's nice. listening, Brian, uh, thanks for everything, but also just props for uh, picking uh, so, Astros in six. The big thing is, and the big thing with this whole year of baseball for this Houston team um, was, you know, Dallas kind of, that area is a little more, uh, L.A., uh, a little more, you know, Houston's more of what you consider like a workman's town or, yeah, you know. So, uh, if you've ever been uh, to Dallas, Texas, it's very much like Chicago, okay? It's, uh, it's like you said. It is a blue or a white collar town. Uh, all the attorneys, all that kind of crap. Very fast pace. Uh, uh, all right. If you've ever been to Fort Worth, Fort Worth is very blue collar. And if you ever yeah, go to Fort Worth, true. every day true. they ride a herd of Longhorns through the town. Okay, so they they try to keep their roots. And Dallas and Fort Worth. Dallas is where the old South begins, and Fort Worth is where the old West begins. So there's there's two different things. Houston is if you take Dallas and Fort Worth and you slam the two together into one big giant ball and throw it down near the coast, that's Houston. You get all this white collar, all this blue collar, and and so yeah. it's like a big giant city with a slow hometown feel. I, gonna, I, that, that's gonna, really I'm going I'm going to bust a big word out. It's an amalgamum of both of those cities. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's your big word of the day, yeah, your dime word of the day. Look it up. And but but the perception. Because of the rabbit ears, rabbit ears cheating. Did I tell you what my perception of the whole cheating scandal with the Houston Astros was? I, so, Danny, you yeah. played some baseball yeah. growing up. You played baseball, right? We used to try to steal the damn signals. That was the point. I was just because I said this to the guy yeah. above the pub over in Orlando. I was like, I, they, they, they applauded us. I played third base. I, you know, I played a little outfield. And if you could pick up on a signal... You went in and told your coach, Coach, I think that means this. Or if you were coaching, you when Pee Wee League like I did, if you could see when he started doing something, something. Oh, wait, 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 wait. come here, come here. That's, I, I see what's coming. Time out, if time, you time, time, figure time. out so, their steal sign and give it to your catcher and your pitcher, it's a throw. You you do a, a pitch out and throw run, the dude out a second. Run I mean, that yep. if, once you pick up on their signal, that's what you do. And if you're so on second it's base. It's been part you, of the game yeah. forever. And other teams were doing it. So one of the friends that we've made through the show told me, well, i got to be honest with you because I think it was a bunch of crap because part of the game is stealing signals and part of the game is stealing them and not getting caught. And so we just weren't as good at not getting caught. I don't think they broke any rules. I think they broke a gentleman's boundary, some protocols, but does that get – so the whole cheating scandal blew up because they won. 
So they lose, and they don't win a World Series. And got to tell you, folks, Houston, you got to put that. You got to put a stamp on the baseball team for the last several years because for six years they've been in the ALCS and they've won two championships, two World Series. And guess what? That's kind of dynasty-ish. I mean, that's best a period best of great baseball great, team great. in the last six years. I mean, they uh, are well not best, not best not, baseball not team in, you can remember in a long time. Not individual team, yeah, but the best baseball team for the last six and, years. And I don't know if you can Google it real quick, but my favorite part of this year's championship is they had two really big names. It was Correa, right? And yeah. one other guy who went and jumped ship for money and, oh, we just don't think the team's going in the right direction. <laughs> and there's a bunch of memes of those guys sitting on their couch going, we miss you, uh, you couple of losers. <laughs> I know it was Correa and somebody else. And so... For those two guys, you can stick it, first of all, from Houston and Old Guys Real Radio. But the the, the big thing, I, I'm going to – there's a, there's a ton of things that were kind of quirky about the Astros and their play. To get into the Divisional Series and everything, Alvarez was on fire, uh, getting set Car- up yeah, by Carlos ball. Correa was the biggest – the biggest loss. That's the biggest one, right? Yeah. So Correa was the one that everybody thought that would just wheel the team apart. But if you if you tell me right now, okay, or here's here's one for you, Danny. Believe it or not, or you know, you're, you're saying I'll say believe it or not. Would you believe that Altuve would be O for twenty seven, and they would have still made the World Series? <laughs> uh, or or that uh, Jordan uh, Jordan. Uh, Alvarez yeah, would have a, right. would throw throw Terrible that World Series, yeah. And but it picked up. Alt- Altuve got in order. He yeah. started dinking and dunking and doing his thing. Started yep. hitting. Yep. And I think the best offensive performance was definitely Bregman was consistent. So when you're breaking down who played, Bregman's just 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 he's got it at the plate, man. He's that compact swing. Huevos uh, Rancheros personified. Great defense. He didn't miss a miss a chop, but. Now we got to go down to the guy. So definitely yeah. was Pena, man, MVP of, oh my of God. The, the World what, what Series. What a kid. Oh, my God, what a kid. I mean, yeah. he's got such a – his. he has an infectious smile. He looks like he's yep. having fun. I mean, the kid, what is he, 21, 22? He's young. 22, 23, yeah. something, yeah. He's a young kid. Yeah, he's very but young. He, he's, but. he obviously has a, a crap ton of talent. There's no doubt about that. But he has a lot of fun. And and they make him the MVP. And, and think about it. He's 20. You're 23 he years it. old. Oh, absolutely. He deserved it. No, absolutely. But he's 23 years old. And they give him the MPV or the MVP. And he says, he says yeah. He goes, he said, you know, individual awards are great but that's the one we want and that's what everybody here wants and he's pointing at the championship trophy because yeah it's great to be the mvp but if you don't win then who gives a crap but yeah so he led a team as a rookie oh my god what a neat kid well i don't know how many records i don't know how many records he broke yeah i think it was five or six um and and so you got to give him a world of credit his composure at the plate Oh now, there yeah. was one of the games they lost that he made a couple of errors and he about gave a game away. And so in the field, he had a couple of bumps and I think the pressure gave it, okay, he gave in just a minute. But in yeah. the beginning of the playoffs, he was just the guy that they kept going, oh, he's just here to set up Alvarez. Yeah. As long as he can set up Alvarez, set up Alvarez, set up Alvarez. Alvarez caught a cold streak. Yeah. And then it wasn't about that. He drained several home runs. 
um, set rookie records for home runs in the playoffs, uh, batting percentage, on base, yeah. a long list of things that are all time rookie records, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't this year, this decade. He broke records. So, got to give him some credit for that. Uh, no, a world of credit for that. Somebody was telling me, um, Valdez, Framber Valdez, yeah. who was lights out, yeah. should oh be the God. MVP. And I'm like, well, now wait a minute. So, yes, he should be lights out. Yes, he should be in consideration, but that no. that dude did it every day. Yes. Every day you got to go out and play shortstop. So, yes, he pitched several great games during the playoffs, but he didn't have to play every day and do it every day. That's where the pressure and the wear and tear, yeah. they had long games, all these things going on. So, there's no way that you can consider him for one or the other, uh, first of all. Second of all, in celebration, there was over 2.5 million people in downtown Houston. Over 11 school districts closed. So their parents and kids could go see oh, and celebrate. Shit. Okay, so how many how many buildings are we going to have to rebuild now? How many of them did they burn? Zero. Down? Wait, wait, wait. Zero. No, 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 no. Towns bur- bur- burn stuff down. How many? How many we got to burn down? How many did we burn down? Um, then? You know, the only complaint they had for the whole celebration was that uh, they almost hit Ted Cruz with a beer can. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so first yeah, of all, the, they I would have laughed at it. Oh, that's hilarious. They did. So they almost hit him, so that was one. And two, it's going to take about three days to clean up. And that's just because all the trash and stuff. There was uh, there was yeah, general yeah. damage of things from people hanging out. You're that's talking different. about like uh, Chicago Bulls win the NBA yeah, championship yeah. and they burn cars and riot in the streets, exactly. right? Exactly. Houston Astros win, and we all go down there, and the taco stands sell out, and, 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 the, and the porta pots get overflowed. The taco I mean, stands okay, sell out. Sorry. The porta potties overflow. Yeah. We, yeah. we leave. We leave. We leave trash on the ground, and we throw beer at our state senator. I mean, come on. Yeah. That welcome to Houston. Now there you go. If you want to just talk about what Houston's all about, so getting back to the sports side of it, but that's the truth. I'm telling you. No, it is. Uh, and I'm not trying to be rude. More than fifty percent of the population down here is Hispanic. Yeah. Um, so it's oh, yeah. it is you know it is what it is. But you know, like my next door neighbor, the the majority of them uh, of the Hispanic people are hardworking, great people, are doing their very best to do what they got to do, man. So you got to love and respect them. Yeah. Um, the other half, you know, you don't know about everybody, you know, and you can't say about any ethnicity. But I do have to say this: if I had a chance. To throw a beer at Ted Cruz or drink a beer at Ted Cruz, it'd be a tough choice. I probably want to. Could I say both? Could I say I'd like to throw one at him and drink one with him? Can I throw one at him and he catches it and we drink it? Can we do both? Can we mean that? Because yeah, uh, that guy got arrested, and I'm like, come on, man, come on, man. It's not, uh, you know what? You threw what? a beer at. It's a little. It's a little low class throwing a beer at a parade coming by. It is. But but it is still damn funny. Hey, I wasn't throwing it, it at him. I was trying to share it. I was with giving him one. Trying to cheer, cheers with. Because he damn near hit him. I think yeah, I think Ted yeah. Cruz like batted it away. I mean, that's how close it. it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody blocked it. Blocked it. I'm like, no, nah, so, man. Yeah, you know, you know, the coolest thing would have been had Ted Cruz caught it, opened it, took yeah. a sip, and, and pointed at him and giving him a thumb up. Guy. There you go, and giving him I, a thumbs up. I, Thanks not, for the not beer, only dude. not only would I probably would have voted for him anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I would have said definitely that uh, I'd have voted for him forever if he'd have done that. That would have been the ultimate cool politician move. And quite frankly, if I had the opportunity to catch a beer thrown at me, that's exactly what I would have done. Because I would grab it, I would drink it, and I'd go cheers. Well, so, I, like um, I said, give him a point at the guy, give him a thumbs up. Thanks yeah. for the beer. Thanks for the beer. What's the difference between a Phillies fan and a baby? Baby stop crying. After a while, a baby. Yeah, after a while, a baby's going to stop whining. 
<laughs> so the next thing I want to go into, and then we'll move on to uh, uh, kind of rounding out the backside of the show, yeah. backside, A-O, um, is uh, the other thing that Dusty Baker does, and congratulations, Dusty Baker. Oh, yeah. To me, a Absolutely. class act. Oldest manager in history to win a World Series, uh, win a World Series period, 73 years old. Um, now, I fist bumped Dusty Baker back when he was the Reds manager for the short time. Wow. And I went to a Reds game and gave him a fist bump. I got close, but it was in a walk walk by. As we're leaving the air, Dusty became one of those. So he's been a fist bumper for long before the gloves. Um, but what I wanted to say is that a lot of times. <laughs> So it seems like a lot of teams, now the Dodgers, uh, also I'd say always been the Yankees, and there might be one other team out there. Um, Houston's not a small market, but a lot of the large market, it's a large market. Yeah. A lot of the other bigger teams, they just throw money at the problems, and they the unlimited payroll. Right. They don't care because yeah. it, it brings wins. Yeah. And they, they jack up their concession prices, blah, 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 blah. Um, but if you look at who we've got right now down here in Little Houston, they're if they can keep Verlander, yeah, um, which there really wouldn't be any reason they shouldn't. He was on a $25 million one-year contract. And so, you know, max him out for another one year like they did Scherzer originally up up north. Right. So give him a 35 or $40 million one-year contract with an option, keep him here, and then we'll see We'll see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're pitching staff again. The number three all-time – bullpen in the history of baseball Houston Astros wow. yeah the lowest ERA of a bullpen of all time ladies and gentlemen not and look at those watch those games man they were lights out in the World Series yeah if you got them three four innings you really were going to have a chance to win the game and what did I say about six months ago Danny the Astros pitching yeah. is just too solid for them to really yeah. anybody get by them in a series. You can beat them one game here and there, and it, and it played out. So yeah. um, I'm excited about them next year. Um, I'm, I, I'm I'm next next episode. What I'm looking for is some of our hockey fans and friends to come on the show so we can talk a little more about hockey. We're gonna get into hockey. Hey, baseball's um, gone. And talk. Yeah. Baseball's done. We'll get into hockey. Basketball's going. We'll start getting on some basketball stuff. NFL again. Um, and then there, there's a couple other sports we're going to touch on. Boxing and MMA are heating up. There's a couple things I want to can tell I, some folks I, about that so, stuff. But. So now that you mentioned those, I'm going to go briefly into MLB or uh, briefly into the NBA. NHL. It, because we're, because yeah. we're from Texas, so if you're a fan of the Mavericks, they're six and three, so they started well. They're currently in fifth. The Spurs are hanging around in, in uh, ninth, and the Rockets they're in last place. So uh, give it up Again. if you're in Houston. It's just keep celebrating the Mavs win because you're gonna. I mean the the Astros win. You're gonna have to do it for a while because you're not gonna get it from the uh, NBA. And if you're a Lakers fan, well, well you can play with uh, the Rockets for last place. So yeah, just, I, just I am a Lakers fan. I, I always have been. I had to get the but, date. But, no, I know. So, well, I got, I got to. Well, let me say this about Houston. Right. And I want to talk about Dallas. So, if you talk about Houston, would you say it's a basketball team, a baseball team, or a, foot, a city? Basketball city, football city, or a baseball city? You know what? I think they're a sports town, and they like a winner because when the when the Oilers were doing well, they were huge it's, on it's that. It's football. Dan. When the Rockets, you know it's football. well, it is always football, football. And when the Rockets were doing well, they were behind them. But yeah, it's always football. 
Right. It's always right. been football yeah. for a down yeah, here since the Oilers. Yeah. And since the Oilers left, they still hated it. Yeah. But they've always been a football town. And then you, there are other towns like Cincinnati has always kind of been a baseball town because the baseball has a little more success in the 60s and 70s and 80s. And then Dallas probably uh, Dallas would be a little town. bit of a mix. No, Dallas is a football, football town again. Oh, football. Always football, has been football, a football, football town. Football, football, football. football. Yeah. Right. So that we were there talking about that on one of the sports networks. I was here where I was working today. And I was like, you know, you can you can say what you want about a football town, but a football town appreciates hard work and appreciates a winner. So right now, although Houston doesn't have a football team, they're still selling tickets. <laughs> well, they, they well yeah. The question is, do they have one or do they just not have a good one? I mean, it's like hey, well, they've they, been selling Ranger tickets for years and they've oh not been gosh, competitive. Yeah. So, all right. So, and anyway, that was all yeah. what we were talking about. So Go after ahead, we, after we leave the NBA, then the brief for the NHL that we get to talk about later is if you're a Stars fan, they're number one in the Central Division. But in the West, in the Pacific Division, if you're a Vegas fan, the Golden Knights have the best record in hockey. So we got they a do. lot of good so fun the Golden Knights, Yeah. So, they I mean, the Golden Knights, um, they, they've been competitive. That was, I think they were the weird anomaly when hockey did their first expansion. That was the one that they got enough of a foundation. But they put a leader, the, the, the ownership. You can't get good owners. You can't get smart owners. And that's who feeds the team with talent. Right. And whether you like it or not, the owners are the ones who go sign the paycheck, sign yeah. the paycheck, sign the paycheck, sign the paycheck, keep it. And they've they've made some moves in in the goal, and they've made some moves on, on right in their front line that made the Vegas the stars. Stars were good, uh, and they changed coaches, so I think that that had had some impact. Stars and 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 Knights. So, so it's I would be, love yeah to we're see gonna, those two deep in the playoffs. We're gonna have fun talking about. Uh, the NHL as we move forward. And that's, I just wanted to bring up the records. I mean, just the starts of the teams that we tend to follow. And you know what? If you're yeah. fans of the show and you want us to follow something else, we probably could, but you got to let us know. So, all right. The next one that I want to talk about, because I know we got to start winding down, is, like I said, before the Phillies got beat in the World Series, they got beat in the MLS soccer finals. And I don't know. I, I'm going to assume you probably did not see that, did you? No, um, okay. I did see the score, and I knew that the I knew they were happy. So, sports guy, I knew it was happening. No, sorry, did not. No, that's okay. So, it, it, how much do you know about soccer? Because we got the World Cup coming up. The World Cup's coming up starting in December. I think it's the twenty or twenty first is our first game uh, for the U.S. And then we go into December with it. But um, do you, how much do you know about soccer and and how it's played and how the game flows? So um, I played uh, 13 years. Okay, then there I we played yeah. varsity. Yeah. Um, I, I was the uh, runner-up. Uh, I actually, when my soccer team in high school won state, they moved me up from JV to run on the team. They only showed me uh, in goaltend. Um, they only showed me on the JV team because I got moved up. So when it comes to soccer, I love, love, love it. Um, it is not football to me, but it is um, – <laughs> So both my wife's nephew, my other nephew, and my nephew by by blood, both of them, um, are right now very high. Uh, they're they're in, they're in high school, but they are also both very high level soccer guys, and they, I can talk soccer with them to this day. Okay, no, that's so, awesome. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So my understanding about it is, um, I do really understand it. Uh, I understand how it works. Oh, I, awesome. It, okay. it is yeah. probably the. 
biggest whiny baby game in the world yeah, at a high level yeah. because a little ticky-tack thing, and you got to be able to play that thing. These dudes are rolling on the dirt. They're rolling in the grass oh trying, gosh, to get their fl- trying to get a oh, yellow card or something like point, that. Yeah. Trying to get a penalty. And they get trying the, to get a penalty. Trying the, to get the, the guys come and out. And they play that game. Yeah, and then they, they like limp, and they limp all the way to the sidelines. They go, no, I'm okay. And then the ball's kicked, and they take off sprint like nothing ever happened. It's like, come yeah, on, dude. Yeah, don't yeah, be a dude. It is part of that game. Um, not many other sports in the league can are, are the the uh, the dramatics so much of the high level highest level game, and that's part of it. I mean, All right. but it is the biggest sport in the world. It is the biggest uh, of anything. Uh, dwarfs all other sports almost combined in the world, unless you take American sports and cricket and right. add it, then then it, then it's about time. So let me let me tell you, this was the the finals, the MSL finals, one of the greatest games I think I've ever seen. Okay. So, I, it's just like punch for punch, and and those those games are always great, right? This team scores, this team scores. So it's two to two at the end of ninety minutes, and ninety minutes each half is forty five minutes, and they play forty five minutes, and then the game is over, and that's it, yep. right? And generally, well, there's, well, well, hang on. Well, there's penalty time. Well, generally it's like time. a tie and stuff like that. Well, yeah, okay, so that's it. There's penalty time and there's running time. So penalty time right. is if if a player's getting a penalty and a ref has to stop injury the clock. time. Yeah, it's usually about. Three to five minutes after regulation, I was gonna say you can't four, really clock yeah. it because it's, right. it's kept on the field by Correct. the umpire, yes. referees. So once the game's over, that's when everybody like pull the goalie, you know, yeah. do the crazies. Or you, go, and go if ahead, you're a fan, ahead. you you butt pucker because you don't know how much time yep. is there because it's on his. Now yep. soccer, a few years back, started a new thing where they're trying to determine. It's still kept on the on the field, but. Like they may put plus, well, they, well, they may put plus four minutes, and so because right. of that, there's four minutes of plus time. Now the ref can still go a little bit longer; he won't go any shorter. But you know, so you know, you got four minutes instead of going. Do I have one? Do I have four? Do I have ten? I don't know. Now you know you at least got four, but the ref can keep going. And when he blows right. the whistle, it's done. So it's two to two after ninety minutes. Now in championship soccer, they play one thirty minute overtime period now in the overtime period it's not sudden death death so if you score the other team can still score so it keeps going and they play 15 minutes and then they pause and flip sides of the field and then play the other 15 minutes so we go into the second 15 minute of our overtime tied at two to two and there is a play there is a play for a ball and the goalie is going for the ball and a an offensive player is going for the ball, and they collide with each other. And this is about four minutes into the second fifteen minutes. So there's like eight or nine minutes left in the game. Okay, you know maybe ten or eleven. But they go, I, they, by the way, yeah, I lived for that. I was I was a goalie, right, and a striker, and I loved the reason why I was so good at goalie was I also played football, but it was the contact. I enjoyed that aggressive goalie going for the ball, not trying to kick it away, but going to play the ball for the player. So that, that, this gets me pumped up anyway. That's what yeah. I did. That was my, that was so, my thing. So he Go goes, ahead. Sorry. They, that's okay. No, that's all right. So he goes to play for the ball. They collide, and they both go down. So now they've got injury time, and it's just ticking, Right. And the other guy, the offensive guy, finally comes up, and after some review, they red card the goalie because it was his fault, and he initiated the contact. Here's the problem. 
The goalie has now hurt his knee and cannot walk. And they have to get a cart to cart him off. And as he's going off, he's giving thumbs up to the fans because they're playing in L.A. and he's the L.A. goaltender and he's giving thumbs up. But when you get a red card in soccer, you lose a man off the field. So now it's 11 men versus 10 men and they got to bring in their backup goalie who last year played for Philadelphia. I mean, so it's L.A. versus Philly, except now it's Philly's last year goaltender who's the backup for L.A. Now, the one weird part and the one interesting nugget on this is he's he's not That's as, a lot of weird parts. Well, he's Go not ahead. as good of a goalie, but he's a specialist in penalty kicks. Go figure, right? So, now... Three or four minutes go by. They're playing. Um, it's 11 on 10. Philadelphia has the advantage. And they kick a ball over. And it's the first opportunity for the goalie to save a goal. And it hits off his own guy toward the net. And the goalie reaches out and just barely with his hand pops it out of the goal right to an offensive player who norm- who like has scored like one point all year. And he drills it to the back of the net, and Philadelphia goes up three to two. All right, and there's like now, except when he scored, it was after the end of the thirty minutes. So now we're in injury time from these two guys get get hurt, and so he he scores in injury time. So again, you don't know exactly how much time time's ticking off. You've only got seconds. You just don't know how much, and somehow L.A. goes down the other way. And they get a score. And this guy makes this just incredible freaking shot and beats the goalie and scores and ties it with fractions of seconds left on the clock in regulation. And ties it up. So it goes down to to penalty kicks? Goes down to penalty kicks. And the goalie who came from Philadelphia, who is a specialist, who gave up a goal. I mean, he's been in the net 10 minutes and gave up a goal. Before you close it out, you know why us goalies were the best at penalty kicks? Why? Because we know how to fake out a goal. Well, exactly. We know yeah, what works yeah, against. Yeah. So the, the the principle of if you ever have to do one, whether it's probably not in our lifetimes or mine anymore, is that when you're approaching the ball, it's all about the leverage of your body. Yes. So you want to tap it off the spot, and then as you lean one way as a goalie, you got to watch their hips because hips don't ever lie. Correct. Their feet and their hands. So again. Uh, do I know about soccer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I would watch and I would I would start guessing left or right based on where they'd leave their hips. But us goalies knew that we'd lean our hips and start punching right and go left. Or punching left and go right. And so it's all about all in the hips. It's mm-hmm. all in the hips. But sorry to interject because no, uh, no. I was a striker who was yeah. so good because I could run everybody out of the, out of the stadium. But when I, when I... I'll tell you one more thing about myself before you tell me the end of it. No, the reason why they moved me up to varsity is if we were behind, I was one of the only players at that time that could kick a, 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 a goal, a, a, a out of bounds, a goal penalty kick to the other team's goal. So you put it up on the yeah. corner of my box back then in the eighties. Wow! I could kick that thing from there, and they'd run. Our team would be, run. I'd kick it high enough, and long they'd run under it. And I could place it on either side of the goal. And so it was actually, they didn't want the ball going out. They wouldn't force it out because I would kick the damn thing so far. So go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I mean, so, you know, it's funny because when I played soccer, I'm not – 
I mean, I, I didn't have that kind of leg. I, I never once in my entire life booted a, a ball so hard that it just went by a goalie. Although every team I ever played for, I was always the second highest scorer on the team. Because you got always that one badass who can always score a lot, yeah. right? And then you got yeah. the dude that's always in the right position. That was me. Just I mean, there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I'll knee it in. I'll hit it with my foot. I'll hit it with my chest. I'll pop it with my head. It doesn't matter. But if it comes over, if you kick it across and the goalie's not there, I am. And, and I'm not going to so wait, wait, wait. I'm not blowing anybody away, wait. but I'm always redirecting wait. the ball. In the right spot. Yeah. So wait. Uh, so back. So it's the end of the game. Yeah. They go to penalty. Yeah. And then did so. Uh, I'm filling the crescendo. Yeah. I think what you're going to tell us is is that last year's goalie from Philadelphia won it for LA. Blocked freaking against his old team. He blocked all. Well, actually, one guy shot it over. He blocked all four goals. He stopped all four goals. Four they won it. No, no, they didn't have to go oh, to five four. because four. the other team scored. And that's just oh, it. Once they, they got, got yeah. the three, yeah, the other goalie stopped you have to one. Get so many. The other once you well, get to so many. Well, what it is is that you get five. The way they do it is you get five shots each. And at the end of five, if it's tied, then it's one for one. And the first one who makes one and the other misses, that's a win. Yeah, that's but right. if so, if you stop the first, if you stop three, and the other team doesn't get three, and you score three, then the other team cannot, and the last two can't get it. So basically what it was is they got two points up. So I think he he missed one, and he stopped three out of four, and and then his team scored. But the crazy part was was that he was – and if you know anything about shootouts, shootouts are favor the shooter. And so there's a lot of times where it's four to four, five to four – you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that the generally that's how it is. Generally, four goals in, right. three goal, uh, four to five goals go in, and only one. It's just stop like a shootout in ice yeah. hockey. Yeah, just in hockey, right? It favors the shooter, right? And then if you get that one chance that he can stop one, because you get yes. 50-50 and it's usually the shooter. Yes, but that one time you can kick your foot out or you can do something miraculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one yeah. save or the one miss that makes the difference. Uh, uh-uh, not this one. Dude stopped three, freaking stopped awesome. three on his own because he's a specialist. And I'm like, going, holy crap! So this dude that played for Philly last year comes in in the last few minutes, Shuts gives up down. a goal, that's, that's his incredible. team matches it, goes into overtime, and now he's the damn hero. And the guy that because and and also one of the things about. Is like one goalie will be in the goal, and the other team's goalie has to kind of go off to the side, and then your guy kicks. Well, when that last guy made the last kick, and this is for me was kind of really cool because you're talking about it's the backup damn goalie, right? I mean, you know, he's not your goalie, he's your backup goalie. Anyway, the guy who makes the score, the final one to win it, the first thing he does is he points at the goalie and he runs over and he lifts him up because he understands exactly how important that dude's contribution was to the whole picture of the whole game. Anyway, it was an exciting game. It was a fantastic finish. One of the greatest soccer games I've ever seen. They were saying it's one of the greatest in MSL history. But it's one it's one of those things that if you don't like soccer and you get a chance to watch that game, sorry we had the spoiler on it, but well, watch it. It was hell. Take the game and start it in overtime and watch it from it, there. It, it was fantastic. It's it's like there, there's been several games. It's in any sport. Yeah. Honestly. If you're a sports fan and you don't, there's only a couple sports I can I could tell you that people won't like because they don't like them. It's like boxing and MMA. Very, very violent, physically. 
right. uh, violent sports. A lot of people are like, no, 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 that's not my thing. But as a sports fan, whether you like NASCAR, whether you like anything, it's a competition. And when you when you dial into a game like that, or uh, that eighteen game inning series between, you know, oh, when you yeah, dial into yeah. one of those games, uh, it's just an all timer. You know, and so you're lucky to catch a few of those because they don't come around as often as we think. And we need that stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, that, I thank you for tuning in. Episode 37 has been awesome. Danny, Danny, you're looking great. Everybody out there, you're looking even better. I've seen a couple of these fans out there, and you are some good-looking people. So, yes, I'm creeping our fans. hey So, here's what I encourage. My final thought this week is going to be kind of weird. But it's very positive. So, um, Danny ruined it. Ruined it. I Instead of ruin, I usually say ruined it because I like to be a weirdo. <laughs> so, Danny ruined it. But there's two parts to it. So, um, the, the Houston community came around their team. And about three million people went down there. And there were some ankle sprains. And uh, there were some tweaks and some restaurants that wouldn't let people in and some grumpiness right normal stuff right um welcome to houston the majority of houston no matter what you hear about it the majority of the people that i encounter down here uh are just like the majority of the people you can encounter everybody everywhere folks quite frankly pretty darn good salt of the earth people went out there celebrated and then they again 10% crazy, 10% stupid, but uh, about the worst thing you heard was fireworks, you know. So hey, I want to commend the I've city said, of Houston. I've said Houston for years and years. It's one of the most terrible places to visit because it's hard to get yeah. around. It's hot as crap. Yeah. You don't know what the hell you're doing. It's a wonderful place to live. When you find the area that you're happy in, because you can be happy in a lot of places, people come to you and they befriend you. And, and the grocery stores and the places you go are nice and the people are nice. Um, anywhere is bad if you make it bad. So that's my first uh, final thought. I'll, and I'll let Danny get one in too. Um, I, uh, I encourage you all to, uh, to just take a minute. And uh, I'm about to do it right now. And I'm going to start to add this to the end of every one of our Old Guys Rural Radio shows. And I thank my wife and I thank my beautiful daughter, Emerson, um, for putting up with me. Because I work a lot and I'm grumpy and uh, and I need them. And, uh, and, and so go to your family. Go to your friend. Go to the people that are the ones who are really important. My Uncle Bob, my nephews, my sisters, my brothers, my people out there. Uh, my final thought for the next while for me is thank you uh, to you. Um, whether I deserve to say I'm sorry or not, uh, I say thank you and I love you. Because I'm blessed and grateful to have family. And not a lot of us do. So that's my final thought is I send some love out to those who love me. I, I want to. I, I got a special thought for the Super Group Alabama. Uh, I grew up with the Super Country Group. Anyway, I grew up with the uh, Alabama. Listening to them, I've seen them in concert more than anybody else. And I was planning to go see them in Durant, Oklahoma, in two weeks to celebrate my Unfortunately. birthday. Unfortunately, 
But we're yeah. not going to be able to do that because, uh, unfortunately, today Jeff Cook, the fiddle player, passed away. Um, and you know what? From everything, he was one of the founders, right? He was. Yeah, there, it's a, it's a it's a family. It, it's uh, the 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 three leads, and he's one of them. And then the drummer, and the drummer's not family, but the other three were all cousins. Yeah. He. From everything I understand, these are just good guys. They've always been good guys. They played good music. They brought a lot of good memories to my heart. And if you know the song, if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. The fiddle player was Jeff. Jeff Cook was the fiddle player. He played uh, he played guitar and he played fiddle uh, for the group. And, you know, he's sorely going to be missed by millions and millions of fans and for what he did. And you know what? Uh, just God bless you and God bless the band and uh, in your time of uh, of sorrow. So uh, I I just wanted to, to say that. So um, now I'm gonna toot my horn for a second, just to um, if you all have an opportunity. Oh, sorry. If y'all have an opportunity to do something nice for someone, um, whether it means you hurt bust your butt doing it or not, get out there and do something nice for somebody. You never. You never know how much your one small or large act of kindness can impact someone's life or someone else's life. And that's, we always say do something kind, right? But I want to go to the next level. Um, you never it's know Christmas. what your act of kindness, that, that how it carries over to the rest of the people's world. So um, I did a great act. My church does a great thing. We go out uh, twice a year, and this last weekend, 30 homes and families, we went out and helped. And it's small and large things. This one couple couldn't change the light bulbs in their house because they couldn't, they didn't own the ladder, and they just couldn't do it, and then it was kind of some cleanup and just some small issues. Nothing. Kindness. Doing things for people that need help. I'm not talking about throwing your pocketbook around if you have money. It's just helping. Um, I, I know that I'm able to outwork most human beings on the planet. So I went way above and beyond and did some things Cleaning that were gutters. really crazy. I cleaned out a lady's gutters. I repaired her toilets. Um, I'm going back this. I did a termite inspection. But look what happened. So let me tell you what happened. So she goes, I saw your truck. Do you know how to inspect for termites? I said, um, yes. Now, I was five hours cleaning out her gutters and never been cleaned <laughs> in a 30 years house. Right. Covered in mud. And so I get, I, I, I'm about three quarters done. I'm, and after I cleaned them, she had hoses on both sides. So I sprayed them out. I really, I mean, yeah. you know, it really, it, you did and it right. then we, we repainted the front of the house gutters and did a lot. But this nice lady couldn't do stuff like that, right? But you know what she could do? And she had a lovely little house and very, very nice lady goes to go to church. She, she's like, she comes walking up as I'm getting down the ladder, covered in gunk. What type of bread do you want? And I said, well, I, I, any type of bread's fine. Uh, but I'm not really going to be hungry, ma'am. I, I need to drink a couple bottles of water and go home and rest. And she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm making you lunch. You work like four men. She's from the, uh, another country. I said, I know I do, um, but it's okay. She goes, no, no. If any of the men here get to eat today, you eat. I'm not letting you leave before you eat. And I was like, I'm very dirty. She goes, you're clean in the eyes of God. And she makes delicious paninis 
or no, no, Cubans. The sandwiches from where she's from, they're called Cubans, right? Right. It was taking her a while to, to do it. So I got my pole and I went and I'm knocking down, um, I'm all done. And I'm knocking down mud dauber nests and I'm knocking down paper wasps and wasp nests. And the guys are like, dude, dude, watch out, those are wasps. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, Been watch out, man, that. watch out. And I was like, I'm like, all right, man, I'm all right, man. I, they're not going to get me. Well, why not? And I go, uh, there's millions of them that should have got me. Um, <laughs> now, again, again, I did not apply any products or chemicals, so it was all just labor. Right, right. But, but the beauty of this thing is we get inside, and she comes over, and I'm I'm back up to about 225, so I'm not skinny. And I got a little belly on me, not big. And I'm covered in dirt. If you ever cleaned a gutter from oh, about God. ears nasty. to about knees, yeah. you're just covered in nasty. And she runs over and gives me this giant hug. And I was like, stop, stop, stop. I don't know. No, you don't want to grab on me. She goes, no, no, I hug you. So she hugs me. And um, what a great experience that we could affect families' lives like that, that they're, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. When you, when you can do something, you should do it. And, you know, you don't have to do it for the purposes of being a Christian or Bible. But if you can help somebody, one of the greatest messages I heard during this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, was I've been on both sides. One of the men's now older. Goes, you guys came and helped me last year, and I'm, I'm my health's a little better, so I'm going out to help. So don't wow. Though one is that that I've been on both sides, and the other is how hard it is for these people to ask for this help. Right. Yeah. And so I I, I go out there, and you if you've ever heard me doing this, I'm one of the biggest goofballs, maybe close second to our buddy Mike. Uh, out there <laughs> I, I can be about the biggest goofball on the planet and she comes out and she's the lady's like you work too hard and i was like oh no oh no you should see me at my real job but i'm <laughs> you know and so the guy when the other three guys showed up danny i had the whole front gutter cleaned out and all of their half their job scraped off and figured out the problems in both toilets that's before the other three guys showed up <laughs> I've been there like, when, what you, we, when we did that yard for whoever it was. It yeah. just said, hey, you just yeah. text me that day go, hey, we need to do this yard. All right. <laughs> All right. And, and so it's the same thing. We go out, we work, we do it, and look at look at the gratitude. and Look yeah. at how much those people were helped. And that's the principle. Um, now, selfishly, I got home, and after I washed up and had a, had a can of beer and sat down, my wife's like, how you feeling? I go, oh, I hurt, but I feel so good inside. Yeah. Emerson wants to play our favorite game and, and count numbers and and uh, and Daddy can't hardly move so it's all good, babe. This is the day. This is the day that uh, that you need to do. These are the things that men and people need to do for folks. So even if I couldn't work like that anymore in 10, 15 years, if I can't, I'll still go out and you know rake up some leaves for somebody yeah. if they need help with it. And do nice things. So when I say do nice things, it doesn't mean out of your pocketbook. No. Now, if you have a pocketbook, you bunch of bozos out there, <laughs> that you can do nice things for people, then do nice things. Um, and then finally to wrap up the show, I'm going to send some prayers out to Florida. Um, there's another hurricane about to hit them. Yeah. 
it is a soaker, and that's not what they need in a lot of those communities. It's not this monster like uh, Ian was. So prayers to Florida. Prayers to you. Prayers to all of you. I appreciate it, Danny, bringing up some uh, some Jesus in our show today because I'm all about Jesus and Christ. Um, if you don't know him, go on our thing and let us know. Uh, you can knock my door. I'll I'll make you a sandwich. Uh, and uh, we will. I think I, I wish you all the best and uh, look forward to you hitting us up on oldguysrealradio.com slash yahoo slash org danny how do they get a hold of us you can reach us at oldguysrealradio.com and uh you can reach us at oldguysrealradio uh at yahoo.com if you want to email us but if you go to our website you can click over there and find the link to reach us so either one of those is great sweet so thank you all for tuning in like us share us and do something nice